0: It's HSK Today, a weekly in-depth look at the Henderson Silver Knights and the AHL with your host, Brian McCormick.
1: And here we go, our usual Wednesday afternoon appointment. This is HSK Today. Brian McCormick here, you there, Lindsay Brown on the other side of the glass as we talk horse hockey and, well, get you set for what's going to be a lot of home hockey for the Henderson Silver Knights over the next few weeks. They finish their road calendar for the month of November last night in Bakersfield and not with the results they wanted a 3-2 loss to the Condors. Silver Knights played one, two, three, four, five, six, seven road games in the month of November. They'll play their final two games of the month on home ice this weekend, Friday and Sunday. Friday against the San Jose Barracuda, Sunday against the San Diego Gulls. Both games will be on TV Friday afternoon on TV, Darren Elliott hops in the booth with us for that one And I believe it will be Brian Salmon joining us that day as well. On Sunday, we'll have Darren Millard joining us on the color commentator side. And also Jesse Merrick on the broadcast as well. That will be on the CW Las Vegas. So busy weekend to come. Uh, Of course, on either side of the Thanksgiving holiday, which, by the way, hope everyone has a a happy Thanksgiving. And some of you may be in transit right now, so happy to keep you company while you're hopefully not sitting in traffic. But uh, we'll, we'll... breakdown where where the Silver Knights stand what has been a uh, a a couple of weeks now of improvement but measured improvement they've been playing better they've been getting better results but still kind of a one step forward one step back uh, outcome in terms of the results and well as we'll discuss it's it's not really early anymore uh, so we'll discuss that. We'll have some Thanksgiving fun. We're going to have Daniil Miramanov on the program in the second segment, and he is having a terrific season for the Silver Knights thus far. Talk about uh, his summer recovery from his uh, shoulder injury, uh, how it has clearly not slowed him down at all. He's starting to gain steam, if nothing else, over the last two weeks. Uh, and also his uh, his role that he certainly does serve, and I can tell you from firsthand experience, uh, not just as an offensive leader on this team and one of the best Uh, defenseman in the American Hockey League, but also how he's helped uh, guide the the other young Russians on this Silver Knights roster, and it's becoming quite a crowd with Pavel Dorofiev, with Daniel Chayka, Ivan Morozov, Maxim Marashev. a lot of players who are still uh, acclimating themselves to the uh, North American game and the North American culture, uh, some further along that curve than others, of course, but uh, Daniil Miramanov has been the uh, the the leader of that group, in, uh, both in terms of uh, assimilation and in terms of uh, finding success on the ice. So we'll talk to Daniil Miramanov about all of those things, and then we'll talk to the Silver Knights vice president of ticketing, Cole Miltenberger, later in the show to talk about some of what's upcoming on the Dollar Loan Center's schedule and some ways that you can take advantage of the Silver Knights uh, stock In terms of uh, ticket opportunities upcoming, the Silver Bells package in particular. Uh, Tis the season to do some some Christmas shopping, and you want to get ahead of it, and certainly uh, between that and the plans for Silver Saturday at uh, at Lifeguard Arena this weekend, lots of opportunities to get a jump on your seasonal shopping. So very, very uh, busy list of things to get through, and we'll hop to it now as we revisit what was last night, the Silver Knights' uh, second straight loss, second straight loss on the road, and really just the latest example of uh, what has been a bit of a Murphy's Law season for the Silver Knights. Uh, what can go wrong will go wrong, and the Silver Knights played very, very well last night. They controlled the first period largely. They had a little bit of a dip in the second period, but were able to, to you know, maintain a hold serve, if you will. And in the third period, a tremendous start. They were out shooting the Condors 11-2 to through the first half of the first uh, the first half of the third period and in literally a span of 12 seconds the entire game transformed and it really does drive home the point that Manny Viveros has been making all season which is in this league and he even specifies often the Pacific Division that is very strong and has a lot of balance there are a lot of really good teams right now they're finding themselves in the middle of the pack including last night's Condors who now sit fifth in the Pacific Division. There are a lot of good teams in this, in this division, and if you blink, you don't have to fall asleep for a period. You don't have to lose yourself for, you know, for an hour of game time. You can lose your, your bearings for a shift, and that can be enough to put you on the wrong side of the ledger. And to demonstrate that point, the Silver Knights gave up two goals in 12 seconds. We're going to play that that stretch from the broadcast last night just not to, to torture you with reliving it, but just to demonstrate it was this, this sequence that I can play on the air here without sacrificing the majority of this segment that was essentially the entirety of last night's game. Silver Knights were winning, they were in control of the game, and in a span of a shift and a half, they fell behind 3-2 and couldn't recover, and it sounded like this to the right point long shot Kesselring scores Michael Kesselring the long shot from the right point through traffic Bressois I thought he was bumped a little bit again but it's a goal on the ice and the Condors have tied it at two once again there was traffic in front of Laurent Bressois Kesselring sent the wrist shot through and brossois when he went down to the ice was a little bit spun like a top I'm not sure if that was because he took contact or if that was just him trying to fight through the traffic. But Michael Kesselring has his seventh goal of the season to lead all AHL defensemen. And his third goal against the Silver Knights this season to tie the game at two. 9.20 to go, Silver Knights turn it over in the neutral zone. Here's a shot by Tulio and a save made by Brassois. Puck is loose, they score! Xavier Borgo on the rebound. Brassois thought he had it. The puck was loose and the Condors have their first lead. And that's how long it took last night. That was a span. That was 12 seconds of game action. Michael Kesselring with a shot from the right point through traffic. Laurent Brassois did look like he was bumped. I'm not sure if it was by the Silver Knights uh, by the defenseman in front or, or the net front presence but that puck finds its way through, and then Xavier Borgo on the ensuing rebound tucks it in. If you weren't with us on the broadcast last night, that you hear the, the call sequence for that Borgo goal is a turnover in the neutral zone. The turnover was off the center ice faceoff. Daniil Miramanov goes to make a pass, and his stick just shatters in half. It just disintegrates in his hands. And now not only is he giving it away to Tulio five feet away from him in the neutral zone, he's got no stick. So the Silver Knights are able to manage to, to force Tulio to take a, a relatively long-range wrist shot. Brassois makes the save, and it just drops to... He drops to his knees, and the puck drops in front of his knees. He doesn't know. He thought he had it. And that's where Borgo able to tuck it in. So for the Silver Knights, just what could go wrong did go wrong on that sequence. And I, I think for the for the Silver Knights, again, it's just a matter of... Certainly there's frustration right now, because the Silver Knights have won three of their last six. They absolutely played well enough to get two points in Ontario on Friday or on Saturday. uh, What day is it now? On Sunday, excuse me. Um, And it didn't, it just didn't materialize. Phoenix Copley played brilliantly and sometimes you just have to tip your cap, but they played well enough to get two points and didn't. And then last night they played well enough to get two points save for about 12 seconds. And again, there were different points of the game with ebbs and flows where the Condors had a little bit more momentum and the Silver Knights, that's a hockey game. That's going to happen. You're not going to, expect to go into a game, dominate 60 minutes, and, and not be happy with your effort if you didn't. I mean, the Silver Knights played a very, very good road game in a very tough environment to play in and just came away with nothing. And I think that another thing that's, for the Silver Knights, a little bit of, of a frustration factor is you're trying to eke out points. You're trying to scrape and claw and find ways to, to make progress in every way you can. The Silver Knights are the only team in the American Hockey League, the only one that has not yet played an overtime game. And for the Silver Knights, this year in one-goal games, they are now uh, 1-7. and So that's seven losses and eight games that are one-goal decisions, and the Silver Knights weren't able to find a way to at least get that to overtime, at least get something for it, salvage a point. And what a difference that can make. You know, so often we talk about in this era of the uh this era of hockey which is not a new era of course it's been decades now but the loser point if you will in overtime it's a fairly good topic for debate the value of it whether it uh, allows teams to play more passively whatnot that's a discussion we can have uh another day another segment or maybe in a few minutes but for the silver knights the other end of the spectrum is you have teams that hang around longer than they feel like they should because well is that team really a that good of a team no but they find a way to get to overtime and they and they rack those points and it keeps them in the mix the other side of that is if you are unable to find a way to at least get the tie get the equalizer later or hang on you know those are points if the silver knights can get let's say half of those one goal games those one goal losses get half of them to overtime okay let's let's say they get four loser points they don't win in overtime they just get four points via the loss If they were able to do that, that would give them 14 points. That would put them two back of of Coachella. Now, again, that's a little bit skewed as well because the Silver Knights have played more games than any other team in the Western Conference. Silver Knights have played 18 games, so that's a little bit dishonest as well. But just four points via overtime losses would have them so much more in the middle of the picture than right now where they are at 5-13. and 13. Now, that's woulda, coulda, shoulda, and it's not like the Silver Knights aren't trying to win games, let alone get to overtime. I mean, this, is, this isn't exactly a, a criticism or a uh, an analysis. It's just looking at the numbers for what they are, uh, how the razor-thin margin for error just has not bounced the Silver Knights away, and last night was just an example of doing so much right uh, and 12 seconds being the difference. So that's certainly a point of... Uh, Frustration, and for the Silver Knights, they can't let that get the better of them. But uh, for, for Viveros, who has said throughout the season, it's, it's been a very uh, repeated line of wisdom of you can't take a shift off in this, in this league or you can't lose your focus, lose your assignment for even a minute. It can make all the difference. And last night was a perfect example of that. And for the Silver Knights, things get a little bit uh, more serious now because it's 18 games into the season. Last night's game was officially... The quarter mark of the season. The season is 25% over. And anecdotally, when you ask people in hockey, you say, okay, it's not a hard and fast rule, of course. But when in a season, is it no longer early? Can you no longer say, like, hey, it's early. We're, we're figuring some things out. At what point are the results kind of are what they are? And usually Thanksgiving is the date they say. By Thanksgiving, if, if things aren't going well, you got You got to find some answers. Uh, and the Silver Knights, I think, right now can feel fairly confident, they're starting to find some answers because they did play very well it, over their last six or seven games. I would say the only game you can say that was, that was not a great uh, effort that you can really hang your hat on, let's say the last seven games, the 6-2 loss in Tucson, that where that came a bit unraveled in the latter stages of that game. That's probably the, or I should say in the early stages of that game, uh, got away from them. That's probably the only one where you're looking and say, eh, that's, that's not one that we want to uh, replicate. All the other ones, going back to the first game in Abbotsford back on November the 10th, I think of you, the Silver Knights, you're very happy with how you've been playing. Um, and Manny Vivero said a little bit yesterday, it seems a little bit snake bitten, and that's certainly true. Um, right now, Daniel Miramanov, Gage Quinney, Sheldon Rempel, those are the guys who seem to be going. Everyone else, they're, they're trying to bring more on board. But um, you know, I think there's an argument to be made, too, for the Silver Knights. Defensively, they were doing things well even when they were losing until around the midway point of November. Now they've given up 59 goals on the season. That is the second most in the Western Conference. And, again, that is a misleading number because the Silver Knights have played more games than anyone in the West. And, and they've played as many as two games uh, more than some teams. They've played five games more than Coachella and, uh, and Abbotsford. So, again, that's a little bit of a misleading number in terms of of quantity, but overarchingly, you know, we heard the discussion last night of the Michael Kesselring goal. It looked like Laurent Bressois might have been bumped a little bit. That's the third straight game that the Silver Knights have given up a goal where it's looked like there's been contact in the blue paint or at least a, a gray area debate that uh, that you could have of perhaps some sort of goaltender interference or whatnot. Now, talking to people with the team, uh, casually, the, the goal that was scored by... Uh, Tyler Madden two games ago, that was the last Silver Knights home game, that had a little bit of contact. They weren't upset with that. They said, no, we, we pushed him in. That, that was understandable. It seemed like there was a little bit more debate for the Silver Knights or a, a little more argument that they would have for the Brant-Clark goal on Sunday in Ontario. That's one that I think everyone felt justifiably could have been called back for goaltender interference. I didn't get to talk to anyone really about the, Brus- the uh, Kesselring goal last night, but it was another one where Brassois was looking for possible, uh, possibly a whistle for that contact. And when you break that down, whether there should be a whistle or not is, is one discussion to have, but there's also a discussion of, okay, well, it sounds like there's a lot of traffic around the front of the net. And where the Silver Knights have talked so much about the importance of them creating traffic, driving to the front, making things difficult on other goaltenders, and they need to, it's something that other teams have done a pretty good job of against the Silver Knights in recent games as well, uh, that in three straight games there's three goals we can talk about as the goaltender having to to battle for his own ice in the blue paint. So... Uh, something on both ends of the spectrum for the Silver Knights to to try to find some solutions for. But right now, Silver Knights, 10th in the Pacific Division. They need to battle their way back up, and they need to take advantage of teams when they're down. The Silver Knights are facing an Ontario team on Sunday that had lost five in a row, one of which was to the Silver Knights. Uh, But Ontario solved their problems against Henderson. Last night, the Bakersfield Condors had lost three in a row, and the Silver Knights had a lead in the third period. Condor is able to solve their problems, albeit with a wild 12 seconds against the Silver Knights. So... Things will not get easier, and you can certainly look at the at the schedule uh, the schedule now. And for all the teams that you see, you could probably make a, a fair assessment that, okay, whatever team we're playing, they've figured out whatever early season issues they've had at this point. We're going to get them authentically as they are. And the Silver Knights playing better now. I think the the last six games is more so what they are than the first twelve were. But as Manny Vivero said, it's not about stringing together good individual performances anymore. Now we have to start stringing together points, stringing together wins. And for the Silver Knights, that uh, needs to start quickly and in earnest, and they hope this weekend against the San Jose Barracuda and the San Diego Gulls. We'll hop out. When we come back, we'll be joined by Silver Knights defenseman Daniil Miramanov. He's on a nice little run himself over the last couple of weeks. We'll talk about his progression and uh, his plans uh both near uh, near term and in the future that's straight ahead on hsk today brian mccormick here with you on twelve thirty. 30 the game the silver knights radio network good evening ladies and gentlemen
0: we are tonight's entertainment i only have one question
1: where is
0: brian mccormick
1: Back on HSK today, Brian McCormick here with you. Happy Thanksgiving to everyone in our audience and also to the man we have on the line, Mr. Daniil Miramanov, who joins us now. Daniil, thanks for taking the time. Much appreciated.
2: Yeah, Brian. What's happening?
1: Daniil, I'm doing all right. Uh, it's been a, a really busy month of hockey for you guys in the month of November, uh, but it feels like you guys have started to, to find your stride of late, even despite last night's result in Bakersfield. Still a game where you guys played really, really well. You've won three of your last six how, how does it feel like things are, are flowing for the team right now, both uh, attitude-wise and results-wise?
2: Well, it's really disappointing to lose uh, those kind of games like this, you know. When the guys are working uh, extremely hard, and you know, you're kind of giving, giving, a, giving a win away. So, But uh, you always got to look, uh, you know, what, what, what positives you have. And uh, I think um, we're... Where, uh, getting better every day with every practice you know uh we're trusting the the coaches and they know what they're doing so you know we're kind of trusting the process at this time and you know just building day by day and it's definitely gonna come and definitely gonna pay off down the road
1: you know Danielle, not to make uh excuses isn't the right word but not to color it in a better light than it is but last night you guys we're out shooting the Condors 11-2 to 2, midway through the third period. You, you, the team played really well last night and was in control. And then there's a 12-second stretch of broken sticks and rebounds, just fluky things, and you find yourselves trailing. Now, th- that's an extreme circumstance, but does this season feel like, like maybe more often than other seasons that there just seem to be a, a lot of instances of, of bad luck for you guys that are that are kind of dictating the outcomes of games?
2: Well, yeah, it seems like a lot uh, for me, but it doesn't matter, you know, We were out shooting them or not, but, you know, the result is not there. We lost, so um, it's definitely, um, I don't know. I'm, I don't know if I've ever had something like this, you know, uh, but um, we just don't get uh, bounces, uh, you know. I've never seen something like this happen to other teams. But I know I'm not making excuses. It is what it is. It's real life. But uh, you know that means you know if it happens ha- happens to us, uh, it's happened to us. I mean, some some uh, some good is going to happen down the road. So that's that's the only way I look at it. You know, when it's when it's when it's hard, when it's tough. You know, it's it's just it's only going to get better.
1: We're at Daniil Mirmanov. If, if the team is getting bounces at the moment uh, overall. Ah, uh, the puck is certainly going in for you. You have goals in five of your last six, including a goal last night. H- how are things uh, for you from from the back end when when you're finding that kind of offensive success? Do things seem to open up a little bit more?
2: Um, but I'm just I'm just trying to do my best. Honestly, I'm I really want a team to win. I'm. I, I'm just trying to contribute as much as I can and, you know, get that offensive spark somewhere because, you know, we need goals. You can't win goals without scoring goals. Uh, I mean, you can't win games without scoring. And just, you know, uh, still I'm trying to focus on my defense as much as I can. That's what is going to help me to get uh, to another level uh, in my game, kind of, you know. And uh, and when I have an opportunity, I try to, try to use it because, you know, uh, for defense and especially, you know, when I was when I was younger, we talked talked about this with my parents. You know, um, you're only gonna have one or two chances a game, really, uh, and it's it's kind of an art to uh, uh, to to use that and to score. And you know, if, if I look back at yesterday's game, I really had one chance, and that was that was that, that, that's when I scored. It was like a point blank, but, you know, especially for 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 a game, You you. Max, Max, you can have two or one or two chances like this in the game, you know, and that, you know, i trying to work on, work on that kind of stuff, you know, because okay. because game is uh, game is, is pretty difficult, and uh, for you to have, you know, have uh, those kind of chances every single shift, not possible. So uh, try to use that as much as I can, you know
1: and Daniel especially for being a defenseman even an offensive defenseman or a defenseman who can move the puck yeah. you know the opportunities that are going to present themselves sometimes it's not entirely up to you because defense is going to be your first responsibility it's it's harder for a defenseman i would think to create his yeah. own chances yeah
2: 100% 100% and you know and every game is different you know some games uh, you know you you have to defend, you have to defend most of the time uh, you're constantly under pressure. You know, the other teams forechecking all the time and you're trying to focus on, you know, or, or bringing the bringing the puck up, you know. You know, on, you focus on breaking out. You focus on defense. And, you know, it's, of course, for defensemen, you have a lot of... Uh,
1: Does your background, when in your younger days, when you were playing, I, I believe in junior, you did play a, a decent amount of forward at some point. Does that help you see the game differently than maybe some other defensemen do? Uh,
2: well, yeah, I had I had a chance to play both, and uh, I only switched in uh, you know, hockey matrix uh, not a while ago.
1: Yeah.
2: So uh, it I, it really helps me a lot because I kind of can read some defenses because I used to play for it and, uh, and 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 for a defenseman as well.
1: We're Daniel Miramanov. Daniil, let's back up a little bit to the to the off season. You had an upper body injury last season. A lot of your off season was uh, recovering from that to the point that you missed the first couple of games of this season. How was that uh, for you, you know, affecting your preparation for this year? Again, your numbers are great, so it didn't impact you negatively, it doesn't seem, but I imagine it was a different summer than what you've usually had.
2: Um, you know, I would tell you, not really, not really. No. Um, no, 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 not really at all. Uh, you know, just kind of, yeah, I had surgery. I went to the hospital. I went to went to uh, went to sleep for a few hours. I woke up and, you know, just. Started a kind of rehab after that, but you know I was I was you know training in, started training like two weeks after my surgery and okay it, it was the off season so you know it's so much different when you have a surgery you have the injury uh, during the season and you 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 see the guys play uh, you see them lose you see them win and uh, it, it's extremely hard and and you know that you can't really contribute to that you can do anything but you know i I had my surgery in the off season so um it was just like a typical summer for you i was just training i was uh you know enjoying summertime i was uh you know traveling doing doing all the amazing normal stuff uh and you know training and especially uh preparing myself you know working on my my mental game and uh you know Doing as uh, best as I can, uh, and you know, it's definitely I feel like it paid off because I was supposed to be back. I was actually a month, month before was supposed to be back. I had My 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 first game was supposed to be against some last week, so I definitely I didn't really expect that. But I you do know, I was just uh, trying to keep my my mental focus on uh doing things right day by day uh you know uh and uh, thankfully the amazing you know staff Yato and you know Todd Richardson uh from you know silver so Knights nice helped me and jeff also jeff Conkle and jim the, those guys really helped me to put me back on uh, back on track uh quicker than i was supposed to come so uh it, it really it really was was you know it was normal summer and that was I was really fortunate. I only missed three games, and I was was back. You
1: know. Well, speaking of your mental focus, and we're talking to Daniil Miramanov, You know, last year was such a, a strong season for you. You got to you had significant NHL time with Vegas, and on the AHL side, you were certainly in the running for some end of season awards with the offensive numbers that you put up. Did you come into this season feeling more confident, feeling like a, maybe a different player than you did the year before?
2: uh definitely definitely i uh, feel more experienced you know spend a year in the league. everything is uh kind of familiar and um, all the guys, all the coaches, all the facilities uh, every every single arena you know you you don't need to uh like you know look at those old little things you just try to uh focus on exactly on the game and and doing the things the right way. And you also, also got to know, you know, other players on other teams and uh, their tendencies, how they play, where the goal is that. You know, it's, it's everything, everything kind of uh, everything is there and uh, it's, it's everything works in, in your advantage.
1: Daniel, uh, with Ivan Morozov and, and Daniel Cheka being full-time Silver Knights this season, the, the Russian contingency on the roster is even larger. Yourself, Maxime Marashev, Pavel Dorofiev, um, But it does seem like you are uh, one of the, the leaders of that, of that group, both because of your experience and, and also your, your comfort with the, with the English language. How do you take on that role of, of helping these players not only acclimate to professional hockey as young players, but also acclimate to, to playing in North America?
2: Oh, for sure. We, I mean, I try to help guys as much as I can, and I don't really need to help. Danny Chikes, you know, yeah. especially because well, we went to the same school. Went to Went to Everest Academy in Toronto. I played for Junior Toronto Junior Canadian. He played for Toronto Junior canadian Yeah. So, but uh, he, he knows everything. He played you know, He's like his. He's Americanized, he's, you know, he is, uh, he's definitely culturized, he knows everything, he, uh, uh, it's, uh, you know, he knows everything, so, but uh, it's more about, like, you know, for uh, Max and, you know, for Ivan sometimes, you know, I, uh, translating somewhere, you know, making sure he understands what the cultures want, to understand the system, to, so everything, everyone is on the right track, you know. It's you know it's a pleasure for me to, to, help, to help to help the guys out and you know they're my uh, um, kind of we're, we're from the same same motherland. <laughs> yeah, um, uh,
1: you, you know you mentioned Danny the, uh, that that you and and Cheka again yeah Daniel Cheka played in the, the Toronto Junior Marley system too. He's been over here for for years. Is is yeah. that something that's an even more popular trend for for young Russian players? If they ultimately do want to play in the NHL, that there are benefits to getting over to North America as young as they can, like you and Daniel did.
2: Thousand percent, thousand percent, and of course, got drafted and had had that path. But you know, everybody got a different path. But it definitely, definitely helps a lot. Uh, you know, knowing lifestyle, knowing um, you know, hockey itself, because the hockey is so much different. Hockey is it's just two different planets. Uh, that
1: Coleman in North America. Well, the, the whole group of, of Russian natives are, are having good starts to their season, and, and Daniel, you're having a phenomenal start to the season, 12 points in 15 games. The bus got in late last night. I'm going to let you get back to your rest day. I appreciate you giving us as much time as you have, but before I let you go, I do want to ask, you know, mm-hmm. Thanksgiving tomorrow, that is a an American yeah. holiday, but you've been over here for a while, so uh, do, you, do you guys celebrate Thanksgiving, and uh, do you have any fun plans for tomorrow?
2: Yes, definitely. Cause yeah, you know my fiance is American, so I definitely celebrate Thanksgiving because, <laughs> because uh, yeah, it's it's it's, it's uh, what I have to do now. You know, I have to follow all the uh, traditions and I have to observe the culture. Well,
1: of of all the things you, you you would have to do, Thanksgiving ain't the worst of them, right? At least there's food and there's football. I'm sure you have a good day.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: sure. <laughs> well, Daniel. Right. We appreciate your time, and uh, we hope you have a great Thanksgiving. Thanks for joining us, and we'll see you this weekend for the games against San Jose and San Diego. Good, thanks, Todd. Have a date. That is Silver Knights defenseman Daniil Miramanov again, having a terrific start to the season. Once again, 12 points in 15 games, and he has goals in five of his last six as he helps drive this Silver Knights scoring attack. We'll step aside. When we come back, we'll uh, get on the ticketing side of what fans can look forward to this holiday season and the months to come. A heavy load on the schedule at the Dollar Loan Center, and that includes uh, some fun basketball dates for the G League Ignite coming as well. We'll talk about it all with Vice President of Ticketing Cole Miltenberger. That's on the other side of the break. Brian McCormick here with you on 1230 The Game, the Henderson Silver Knights Radio Network. I'll answer the question.
0: You want answers?
1: I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth.
0: You can't handle it. Brian McCormick. (laughs)
1: Back on HSK today, Brian McCormick here with you and the Henderson Silver Knights getting ready to pick up the home portion of their schedule a little bit after a very busy road stretch in November. And to get you ready for all the excitement at the Dollar Loan Center in the month ahead, we're joined by Vice President of Ticket Sales and Premium, Mr. Cole Miltonberger. Cole, great to have you on the program and thank you for uh, making some time for us on uh, a busy afternoon during a busy time of year.
0: As always, Brian, thanks for having me. This is awesome.
1: Well, for, first thing I want to ask you about, Cole, is is really the thing that I think a lot of fans are excited about as we look at the uh, the upcoming schedule. That's December 3rd. That will be Lucky Launch uh, presented by Sam and Ash Injury Law. Uh, known around the rest of the hockey world is the Teddy Bear Toss. The Lucky Launch is not only uh, one of the greater atmospheric nights at the Dollar Lone Center, but one of the more interactive nights for fans as well to take part in the fun.
0: No question. There's absolutely no better night of the year to be at the Dollar Loan Center than on December 3rd for the lucky launch. You know, with, with the number of ways to get tickets now, like for the holidays as a whole, the best way to take care of that is with the Silver Bells package. Uh, right now, we have a special package on, online, and if you give us a call at, uh, at our office for a voucher plan, which is the most flexible partial plan we've ever had. We did this back when we were still at the Orleans, Brian, and it was a huge success. We didn't even think we were going to carry it over to the Dollar Loan Center, but now that we have, it's already being uh, heralded as our best partial plan yet, which is a 10 voucher, 20 voucher, or 30 voucher package that can be distributed amongst the rest of the entire season. But most importantly, you can utilize it at the Lucky Launch, bring your teddy bears, and we want to set a record here in the AHL for the most teddy bears ever launched onto the ice. It obviously goes to a wonderful cause. Uh, we did over 1,500 teddy bears last year uh, during that event, uh, but we would love to hit the 4,000 mark. I think 4,000 is a reasonable app. We have the best fans in the AHL. We're already packing the, the Dollar Loan Center with 4,000 people per game. If we can push that to the to the 6,000 number and everybody brings two teddy bears, you can do the math. We're already over uh, into the five digits. So that that's the ultimate goal, Brian.
1: And Toys for Tots will benefit from the lucky launch along with a couple of other local organizations. You mentioned the, the Silver Bells uh, ticket package. And You know what yeah. I, I love about that is I am, uh, not to shock you, Cole, because you know me well, I'm a horrible <laughs> gift giver. I'm a terrible buyer. I get sizes wrong. I, I, I miss more often than I hit. And the beauty of a package like this that is a flex package is if you know you have someone in your life that is a hockey fan, You don't have to worry about getting the dates right or getting the matchup right. You are buying them essentially a a blank check for Silver Knights hockey that lasts the rest of the season. It gives a lot of flexibility for them and takes a lot of pressure off of you.
0: No question. I actually go back to kind of what the origin of this idea is. is Just what you just said. Here a few years ago, I went and bought my dad a concert uh, here that was going to take place in February and turned out that he was out of town that that month and he wasn't able to go to the concert. He had to re-gift my gift. What's amazing about the Silver Bells package is that you buy the package once, you get 20, 30 vouchers. You get, if you purchase 20 or more, you get a free scarf so you, can stocking, uh, you put a stocking stuffer together or just an early gift. Uh, you get a free HSK scarf, but they can use those vouchers across any game for the rest of the season. So if you get 20 vouchers, you can bring 10 people to one game like the Lucky Launch. You can bring uh, two to uh, 10 games. You can bring 20 to one game. It doesn't matter how you choose to use it. It is completely flexible to you, the fan, Uh, and then you can use it all the way until our fan appreciation night on April 15th, which is the last game of the season.
1: See, this is why people like me exist. This is my position in the circle of life. I screw things (laughs) up enough, and then people like you come along and create solutions. We're talking with Cole Miltenberger, the vice president of ticketing for the Silver Knights. On any of these ticket packages, call 702-645-4259, 702-645-4259. Let's talk about another uh, option in in flexibility. This is more of the, uh, you know, Silver Bells gives you a chance to give people the opportunity to, to plan ahead. And pick what they like maybe sometimes we're in a little bit of a more situation of, of, of urgency where you know what i want to go tonight what's available to me and that's where pogo comes in and that gives fans an opportunity for last minute tickets
0: exactly right brian i mean you nailed it right on the head it's called our pogo last minute ticket plan uh you can add that right now by texting lucky uh l-u-c-k-y to four eight four two nine what this does is Last minute, we sometimes get tickets back. Uh, just for everybody, kind of an inside scoop on how this works. We have certain tickets that are held for the visiting team when they come in. They, we, we've got them held for our our team business operations, and those tickets become available very, very uh, right before the game begins. Right. So we have this plan specifically so that when those come back and we know that those are available, the last minute tickets, you get the first word. And normally they are discounted relatively significantly. So you can come out for 10, 15, $20 and sit in some really excellent seats. As you know, there's not a bad seat at the dollar loan center. So it doesn't really matter. Uh, but, but if you are very particular about your seats, the last minute ticket Pogo plan is an awesome way to be like, Hey, what am I going to do this Friday night? Here's a text message. We got it for you.
1: Now, as you're trying to select what games you want to go to again, whether it be an urgent last-second decision or if you're planning a little further ahead, you know some fans are big hockey fans and they're they're picking their games based on who's on the ice, who's on the roster for the Silver Knights and perhaps on the team across the way. But some other, te- you know, less uh, more more casual hockey fans, I suppose, who are. Uh, more uh, interested in the atmosphere. This is the most thematic Silver Nights hockey uh, season we've had so far. We're we're teaming with themes, and we have Lucky Launch coming up, but there's also uh, Las Vegas Thunder Night is going to be a lot of fun. Pink in the Rink, Lucky's Birthday, these are all coming uh, pretty much month by month the rest of the way throughout the season. Um, A a lot of fun theatrics for fans who are uh, looking for, for dates to pick throughout the rest of the year.
2: Absolutely.
0: And, you know, Brian, you and I spoke about this before, why we were so excited heading into this season was now the team gets to have a personality. Yeah. Uh, for the last two years, we, uh, granted, we, we loved being at Orleans Arena. We loved the last season, had a great run at the end of the year. Uh, with the last two games at the Dollar Loan Center, but with everything that was going on, we didn't have that sort of engagement with the fans that we get to have this year. The opportunity to put on these theme uh, nights, the opportunity to engage with the players and the fans, and you know we talk about this all the time here. The community, uh, like hockey, community is a contact sport, right? And now this is our opportunity to be able to do that. For instance, the Lucky's birthday, the aforementioned uh, Lucky's birthday you mentioned there. Uh, this is we're getting thousands of submissions to create a lucky birthday themed jersey that is going to yeah. be one of our theme nights. And uh, we do have a winner. Uh, we're excited to make that announcement at that game. This is, this is how you do it, man. This is why uh, we're here. This is why the Henderson Silver Knights are here. It gives us another level. Like with above the Vegas Golden Knights, what we do there is incredible. The glow-in-the-dark jersey is outstanding the fans are creating our jerseys here with yes. the Henderson Silver Knights. So that's like the next level, and we're so proud to finally be able to to take that step.
1: And, you know, it's a great point you make in terms of the, the connection to the community and kids in particular. There's already student artwork that festoons the stairwells at the Dollar Loan Center, and now some uh, lucky student is going to have their artwork on the Silver Knights jersey for Lucky's birthday as well. We've got Thunder Night in January, Pink in the Rink February, Lucky's birthday in March and those are, the, those are the major jersey theme nights. There are more, uh, uh, less, uh, how, how to phrase this? There are more theme nights than just what I listed. Like, uh, sure. Uh, Harold's Hockey Tonk is coming up in December as well, that maybe are, are a little less uh, visual on the ice, but certainly not around the rest of the building.
0: A- absolutely, yeah, Brian, I, I really wanted to just narrow it down to a few so it wasn't all encompassing here on this call. But if you oh, ever sure. wanted to yeah. learn more, uh, you give us a call. We are happy to to uh, lay out exactly what we have coming up. We have some re- we have an important run here of games. You know, it hasn't been the exact start that we've been looking for. It's no surprise there, but there's still a lot of positivity and confidence in this team, and we need the support. Home games is where it absolutely begins no great run begins usually on the road it always starts at home and that builds the confidence and then we can take the team on the road and start winning those games as well uh but getting out we we have we have the the game here uh, on the 25th here on on black friday then a game on the 27th on sunday you can get out there right now uh tickets start at just 20 dollars. we hope you come by check it out you've got a holiday weekend ahead of you we know that we, that we have Seattle and Vancouver here with the Vegas Golden Knights in town as well, but if you're looking for a great value, uh, an op- awesome opportunity to root for the future of the Vegas Golden Knights, we highly recommend coming out, checking out the Dollar Loan Center. It is a wonderful facility here in Henderson, uh, the Henderson Silver Knights. We are going to turn around this season. I am confident in that, but it really starts with creating a great home ice advantage, and we need the fans for that.
1: And you can uh, find those options at HendersonSilverKnights.com. Cole, before we let you go, we're with... Silver Knights Vice President Cole Miltonberger, Vice uh, Vice President of Ticketing. You talk about building a great uh, home advantage in the uh, the proximity fans have to future professional stars. Uh, that's not just on the ice, that's on the hardwood as well. The G League Ignite have uh, already gotten their season underway at the DLC. Uh, how is that going so far, both for the uh, the product on the floor, but also for the fan experience at the Dollar Lone Center?
0: Man, you nailed it. We are really a hub now for the future of professional sports in Henderson. Uh, The G League Ignite have landed here in Henderson. Uh, Scoot Henderson, the number two overall. Prospect for the nba draft next year plays for the ignite you might have seen him on espn here recently against victor wimbayama who was the number one overall prospect playing here at the at the stronghold at, at, the, at the dollar loan center we're, we're so excited to have this team here uh it's been a great start to the season uh really strong prospects across the entire lineup not just scoot but it's obviously exciting to have him with the team we have a couple games coming up too on wednesday November 30th against the Stockton Kings, who obviously play for the Sacramento Kings. And then on Kids Day, we have a Kids Day on Sunday, December 4th. So please bring out your kids. We're against the South Bay Lakers. Uh, so I know that there are a lot of Lakers fans in our community. Uh, come check out the Lakers. We're really excited to obviously have the Ignite. If you're not familiar with the Ignite, this is a team run by the league. Uh, it's kind of a competition so the kids don't have to go over to Europe. Uh, they don't have to be one-and-dones in, in NCAA. They go pro right away. They work for this development league, play against other professionals, and then head into the draft. So we have a really, really great roster trying to create that best home court advantage uh, here. We still have some very limited tickets available on the the court. So if you are interested in one of the best, live sports experiences imaginable courtside basketball is that it really is a phenomenal experience you feel like you're really truly a part of the action they might literally fall in your lap uh which is so cool but we also if that's too much to ask 20 games can't pull it we do have seven-game partial plans right now available. Our Catching Fire package, Ignite the Night package, and System Shock package include games throughout the course of the season so it's not too overwhelming. They're spread out over the course of five months. We'd love to have you out for a few. Uh, please reach out. And then one more thing, we still have the Vegas Nighthawks, Brian. We have
1: yeah, Get of to Football,
0: uh, which will be starting again in March. Uh, we have season ticket packages right now, so if you have a football fan in the family, we have season ticket packages. These are eight, These are nine-game plans. What's amazing about our nine-game plan this year is that eight of them are regular season, and it includes the IFL National Championship game as well. So it comes everything.
1: Well, Cole, we are out of show, but that is a lot for our uh, fan base to chew on and lots of opportunity. And the kids are out of school soon, too. You want to keep them busy, bring them down to the dollar loans there. There's something every night.
0: Thank you, Brian. Really appreciate the
1: time. Cole, thanks for joining. Appreciate it so much. That is Cole Miltenberger, Vice President of Ticketing for the Henderson Silver Knights and for the Dollar Loan Center. And that will wrap up our program for the afternoon. Thank you to Cole. Also, thank you to Daniil Miramanov of the Henderson Silver Knights. Silver Knights, two games Friday against the Barracuda, Sunday against the San Diego Gulls, both games on TV as well. Hope to see you now at the Dollar Loan Center for each of them. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Appreciate you joining us for HSK Today. We'll see you next week.